Hello and welcome to Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name is Ray Heron. If this is the first of our podcasts you've listened to, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Come along with us for the ride. Hope you enjoyed last week's episode as much as I did. I got to ride that uh, stunning little Motomarini Siemizo SCR over a thousand kilometres in a few days, which was brilliant. It's always good to get out on a nice long ride. Right, coming up in this podcast, Matthew Day Gillett writes about some stunning new tech. Jock rides a sexy new Honda. But first, let's get into the top five. And this week's top five is random but meaningful dates in motorcycle history. And at number five, the invention, the invention of the motorcycle in the late 19th century. The exact origin date uh, of the motorcycle's creation is a subject of debate, but most historians credit the development of the first motorcycle to German inventors Gottlieb Daimler and Wilhelm Maybach in in 1885. They created a gasoline-powered two-wheeled vehicle that laid the foundation for modern motorcycles. The top five random but meaningful dates in motorcycle history, and at number four, the introduction of the Harley-Davidson Motorcycle Company in 1903. That's right, in 1903, William S. Harley and Arthur Davidson founded the Harley-Davidson Motor Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, This marked a significant milestone in motorcycle history as Harley-Davidson became one of the most iconic and influential motorcycle manufacturers in the world. Love them or hate them, they have their place in history. The top five random but meaningful dates in motorcycle history in at number three, the birth of MotoGP World Championship in 1949. The Federation, uh, well, the Federation Internale, Internationale de Motociclisme, FIM, established the Motorcycle World Championship in 1949, which eventually uh, evolved into MotoGP. This premier motorcycle racing series attracts top riders and manufacturers from around the globe, making it one of the most prestigious and thrilling motorsport events. This is the top five random but meaningful dates in motorcycle history. And at number two, uh, the launch of the Honda Super Cub in 1958. Honda introduced the Super Cub, a small, lightweight motorcycle designed for practicality and fuel efficiency in 1958. The Super Cub's success revolutionized, uh, revolutionized the motorcycle industry and became one of the best-selling motor vehicles in history, contributing significantly to the popularity uh, of motorcycles worldwide. This is the top five random but meaningful dates in motorcycle history. Number one, the evolution of the Triumph Bonneville in 1959. The Triumph Bonneville, first produced in 1959, plays a crucial role in the rise of the British motorcycle industry. Its iconic design and strong performance made it a popular choice among motorcyclists and it became a symbol of the cafe racer culture of the 1960s there you go your top five this week random but meaningful motorcycle dates in history Have you thought about your motorcycle insurance? Protector Insurance do a massive range of motorcycle insurance. It's motorcycle insurance by motorcyclists for motorcyclists. With some awesome benefits like they can give you the booking fee for your Ride Forever course back. They can cover not only your bike but your gear as well. And they can do track day cover. 
So check out protectorinsurance.co.nz and get a quote today. I was incredibly surprised I even saved money on my policy. Protectorinsurance.co.nz That's P-R-O-T-E-C-T-A insurance.co.nz And thanks Protector for sponsoring this episode of Kiwi Rider Podcast. Matthew Day Gillett's been taking a look at the world of tech and we've got some new stuff coming for motorcycles. Heads Up Technology has uh, seems to have fallen out of the spotlight in recent years after the failure of multiple brands boasting big claims to bring the tech to motorcycling. But as often as the case, it seems BMW could be the brand to bring the new technology into the market and make it stick. We're not going to lie, when we first saw the release from BMW Motorrad, first thoughts were, is this April Fool's Day? But no, BMW isn't joking when it comes to the reveal of the Connect Ride Smart Glasses. According to BMW, the innovative motorcycle goggles, rather than the clunky full-faced helmet we've seen previously, uh, provides a heads-up display in this, uh, well, let's say groundbreaking technology, familiar from the automotive sector and project all relevant data, such as navigation, speed and gear, directly to the rider's field of vision in real time. In terms of connectivity, the smart glasses can easily be connected to a smartphone via Bluetooth and an app. The on-screen projection can be positioned and the settings can be selected before the ride and also while riding via the multi-controller on the motorcycle handlebars. In terms of power, the smart glasses feature an inbuilt lithium-ion battery with enough capacity to keep the glasses running for 10 hours, according once again to BMW Motorrad. Now BMW Motorrad uh, also supplies two sets of certified UVA and UVB lenses with the frame. One set of lenses is 85% transparent and can be used especially for helmets with integrated sun visors. The other has tinted lenses turning the smart glasses uh, into a pair of sunglasses. While BMW hasn't really said when they'll introduce the smart glasses to the marketplace, it's a good sign for those wanting a heads-up display for riding. When BMW turns its attention to making a new technology work on a motorcycle, it usually does stick. So good work, BMW. More information on this story can be found at onthrottle.co.nz. Compact and nimble, sporting a 90-horsepower parallel twin at its heart, Honda's new CB750 Hornet actually packs a bit of a sting. This story from Kiwi Rider Magazine, July 2023, Volume 1. There is a link in the description of this podcast. Let's hear Jock McLaughlin's thoughts. The first big bike I ever rode was a Honda CB754. It was probably the first multi-cylinder bike I had ridden too, although the memory banks are a little cloudy on that one. In its day, it was an epic machine, and to this day is known as a game changer. Honda had designed the ultimate big grunter, but practical too, with a long wide seat to happily accommodate a rider and pillion. In hindsight, it was quick, sensible and comfortable. It was quite the machine, with a great all-round riding position. They sold in droves. The only reason I was riding it was because the owner was legless and I was sent off to pick up a crate of beer, carefully balanced on the tank for the 15km ride back from town. But that is another story. And then there were the 600 and 900 Hornet models, naked high-revving four-cylinder machines that spawned race series in several countries. 
So this new machine is named after bikes that will be remembered by many across a couple of eras. Let's dig in and see what it's all about. Just like a Honda. So about 40 years on from my CB750 memories, we have another epic Honda 750. And I do not say it lightly, but gosh, how times have changed. The new 750 Hornet is considered mid-sized and compact in design. In fact, while visually small, the riding position is quite comfortable and roomier than it would seem at first glance. The bars are a nice height and width, and the pegs not leg crampingly high. The lowish 795mm seat is a well thought out blend of practical comfort and racy attack. Well suited to its naked sports looks and everyday function. Doesn't that sound like a Honda? First impressions. My first 50 odd kilometres ridden on the Hornet were around town on busy roads. The Honda's 755cc parallel twin is easy and manageable. The whole machine is really an effortless ride. There is a slight engine snatch when going on and off the throttle just above idle in the very slowest traffic, but otherwise fueling is spot on too. To be honest, at this early stage, the Honda felt nice and pleasant and perfectly useful, if a little underwhelming. At that point, I didn't know how wrong I could be. I met up with Jeff, KR's photographer in Oriwa, where the pictures were taken and started chatting to a retired surfer. He was excited by the looks of the new Honda and reminisced about his early Norton Commando days. The beauty of internal combustion engine vehicles and his loathing of the greens. On the way back, it was my opportunity to really hit the twisties. The Hornet's all-new engine has a 270-degree firing order and produces 91 horsepower at 9,500 RPM. Peak torque hits at 7,250 RPM and measures 75 Newton meters. Those numbers seem high in the rev range and they correlate well with the wildly over-square bore and stroke, but not so much with the grunty nature of the power delivery. Power is strong from low RPMs right through the rev range until the limiter is hit. As I mentioned above, the motor is all new and rather sophisticated. Two balancer shafts have been shoehorned inside to keep it vibration free. The cylinders are nickel silicon carbide coated, just like the high-tech big brother, the Fireblade. This is all manageable via the three default power modes of Rain, Standard and Sport to cover the basic settings. As well as those, there's a user mode too. Three levels of engine power, wheelie control, engine brake with clutch slip assist and HSTC which is Honda's selectable torque controller available. This user mode allows the rider to personalise a combination of the settings and save them for their best use. Adjustments are via the handle mounted switches and easily followed on the clear TFT display. With the engine set to deliver full power and traction control off, I ventured north then headed west down Woodcocks Road and wow did the Honda come alive in the twisties. These were traffic free conditions. Never before have wheelies come more easily in a controlled way on a mid-sized, on a mid-sized road bike. Don't get me wrong, very powerful bikes can get the wheel up no worries, but effortless, precise control from there can take a well-balanced chassis and a highly educated right wrist. Not so with this Honda. 
Its ability to knife into a turn at the slightest provocation, then loft the wheel in a controlled wheelie on exit is awesome. Overall, the chassis is excellent with a quick light turn-in, no doubt helped by a sharp 25 degree steering head angle. Nimble and highly maneuverable, yet planted and feeling totally trustworthy, the light feeling Hornet is a joy to throw around. At 190kg wet, it truly is light too, but the fuel tank holds 15.2 litres which will compromise range a little. The chassis is a steel diamond construction and weighs only 16.6kgs. The suspension is from Japanese experts Showa, but not ultra high tech nor particularly adjustable. Only shock preload can be altered. Don't let that fool you though, it works and works well considering. It is supple, well controlled, rides comfortably and is bottom resistant. The fact is suspension does not have to be ultra adjustable to work well. If the factory settings are right and there's a nice linear progression built into the shim stacks, then happy days. Adjustment is hardly necessary. Upside down 41mm Showa separate function big piston forks offer 130mm of wheel travel and the rear linkage mounted shock delivers 150mm of axle travel. So while not super flash and expensive, the suspension action is great and better than many I've ridden at a higher price point. Likewise the braking performance is excellent. This Honda doesn't miss the huge rotors. Strong Nissan 4-pot brake calipers bite into the discs well, stopping the Hornet with authority and offer a nice progressive lever feel. Outback, a 240mm disc and single piston caliper do the business nicely. ABS is standard front and rear, working great but is not switchable. The low down. Overall, the Honda CB750 Hornet is a blast, a practical machine to commute on, great for weekend warrior duties and even a little light touring. It covers the bases, however its true element is high intensity fun accessible to the masses, wrapped in a solid safety envelope of good geometry, lightweight and a decent chassis. But most of all, it's got a lovely motor. For full colour photos and all the specs, go to Kiwi Rider magazine at kiwirider.co.nz and check out July Volume 1. That was Jock McLaughlin's first thoughts on the Honda 750 Hornet. Don't forget, Kiwi Rider magazine is out twice a month, absolutely free for you to read, download and enjoy. You can even print it out if you like at kiwirider.co.nz. My website, MotoNZ, where I try and keep up with all things motorcycling, but specifically tech-wise. Also, the YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash MotoNZ. Matthew Day Gillett's website, onthrottle.co.nz. He's got some videos up at YouTube as well. If you want to see the full hour-long video from our Matariki Moto Marini mission, uh, check out the MotoNZ YouTube channel. Otherwise, this is Kiwi Rider Podcast. My name's Ray here, and thank you so much for listening. Keep the rubber side down, throttle on, and we'll catch you in seven days' time. <laughs>